Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. Uh, and this is Wait, episode- hold, hold on a second. Well, we fucked up the <laughs> intro. We have to, because we have to I, introduce I was, the- I was going to introduce- Oh. Okay. Oh, oh okay. JK, did we, did, we, did we actually fuck this up? Did you have a plan? My, I guess, I guess we didn't fuck this up. Um, Ace JC ruins everything. I was going to introduce Ace you know, after. You know what? One take. One take. Fuck it. One okay. take. Okay. Ace, okay. introduce yourself. Let's just go through it. Hello, we're Mix Ace JC. Uh, Zay Zem pronouns. What's up? Yeah. Um. Yeah, good Good mm-hmm. shit. This is yeah. a, a special... Um, fuck football so we're gonna talk about kingdom hearts edition of shades of brown (laughs) and um so yeah i got we got some of the gang together um and all we're gonna do today is just talk about kingdom hearts 3 and um truthfully we're just gonna get in in this and talk about the secret ending first and then we're gonna go backwards to the beginning of the game (laughs) so so i like two minutes ago, sent the link to the secret ending to Static and Ace. And please, please tell me what were both y'all's impressions. Uh, Static, go first. Okay, so my first impression was: Am I watching uh, like some opening to an anime? Like it was like extremely like uh, you know like an anime starts with like some character waking up in like in the middle of a city and the city's empty and it's like some dream thing. Uh, so that's that's what it reminded me of. Uh, it reminded me of a, a little bit of an anime. Okay, and Ace, what what do you think about the secret ending? So, um, we think we, we we said this out loud uh, when we watched it, but just our our immediate thought was, "Is this Silent Hills?" <laughs> because of the fucking like the, the 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 silent hills trailer that was at the end of pt before oh, all that collapsed imagine where- oh my god imagine so instead <laughs> of it saying reconnecting the hearts at the end of it it was just a kojima <laughs> production it's just reconnect a kojima production oh, no. <laughs> holy shit um I, that would have blown my mind i would have probably i'd be like but, i'm now investing into the series again uh right so um but otherwise though we were just like what okay, okay sure <laughs> Okay, so let me go ahead and explain to you what that was. So, okay, the secret ending where the spiky-haired, brown-haired boy wakes up is Shibuya, but it's from the Square Enix game The World Ends With You. Because in that game, um, oh. when you die, you wake up in Shibuya and you have to battle the Grim Reaper to, re- to come back to the actual world of humanity. Okay. Before, if you lose, huh. you get passed on to heaven or hell, you get reincarnated. So... I know that because real life Shibuya, that's a 109 building in the world ends with you. Shibuya in that game where you start beginning the game in, um, it's 104. That's the, uh, that's the number in the building in the game. Yeah, the world ends with yeah. you and mm-hmm. waking up in a puddle like that is how the game begins with Neku, the protagonist of that game. Yeah. And huh. the other boy, the boy who wakes up with the, the, sil- with the silver hair. So yeah. I need to take you, I need to take y'all on a trip. Let's talk about Final Fantasy Versus 13 for a oh, minute. No. A okay. canceled Uh-oh. Final Fantasy game that the director of Kingdom Hearts got booted off of and then scraps of it returned into Final Fantasy 15. Okay. So, in that game, that is the city from the original E3 trailers. That is Final Fantasy Versus 13 before it was canceled. In Kingdom Hearts 3, when you go to the Toy Story world, it begins with a two-minute trailer of a game called Verum Rex, which looks like a slightly asset-flipped Final Fantasy Fantasy Versus 13 trailer. Yeah. And in that world, Rex, the T-Rex from Toy Story, tells the protagonist of the game he loves Verum Rex, 
and he thinks he's Yazora, who is the fake main character of that game from the trailer of the fake game in the Toy Story world in the game Kingdom Hearts 3. And... And the whole level is talking about, like, they make jokes about, like, how Bahamut, which is a Final Fantasy boss, is so hard to beat. And you think it's an in-joke until one of the main characters of Kingdom Hearts wakes up in the secret ending in the fake game, which is an asset flip of Final Fantasy Versus 13, which got canceled, and the director of Kingdom Hearts got the boot from, which turned into Final Fantasy 15, and the dude with the two different color eyes is actually Azora, who, the T-Rex in the Toy Story world in the video game Kingdom Hearts 3, confused the main character for. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so, so, th- so they essentially like, like made a circle of references, right? Like they just have they mentioned Final Fantasy in Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts in Final Fantasy. So, it's but like, it's the thing though, right? Is Verum Rex not going to be a real game? Because, like, I'm pretty sure he's the director of Kingdom Hearts is mad because they they the story is that he literally got booted off that project because it was going nowhere. It was in development hell. And he he got they got booted off of it. And they brought someone else in to turn that to Final Fantasy versus uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. So my thing is like, are, is this him getting back at Square? Is he getting back at everyone else by saying "fuck you"? I'll do it with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> because the thing is too, at the end of it, so you saw the dude with the black coat. So he yeah. is, I think, the master of masters, which is a character from the the free to play mobile game which takes place 100 years before the first kingdom hearts game and it's like what is he doing in the fake final fantasy world that was technically referenced in the toy story world which the t-rex were confused the main character for sora who's actually named yazora who showed up in the secret ending why is he there and that's that's the secret ending and you might be thinking to yourself do i need to know kingdom hearts lore to understand this the answer to this question is no because it makes sense to no one no one understands it (laughs) no one will ever possibly understand that and the thing about that is so there is an epilogue that plays right before this right in the ending and the epilogue of kingdom hearts 3 is that all of the main bosses like main you know like um because in the mobile game you join like a guild sort of and they there's five main ones in the mobile game all of them are meeting with a villain from kingdom hearts 3 who is revealed to be actually someone from the mobile game who has been like going through different body changes all throughout the kingdom hearts series and he has a giant black box that no one knows what's inside so after that epilogue which is very confusing on its own because it hints at nothing you then get this secret ending which hints at nothing and somehow you're supposed to have a conclusive ending to this game because if we take another step back and we talk about the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3, so with the ending proper, you remember Static, I was talking to you last week about how they kill off one of the um, woman characters just because let's, let's, you know, let's do a shitty trope. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last we see of her. And then we see the main character saying, I'm going to go find her. And then we get this epilogue in this secret ending. So up front, because of that, I am now done with the Kingdom Hearts series. They literally do not give a character a resolution, and then they give us that secret ending plus the epilogue I just talked about, neither of which mention any actual resolutions for these characters. Right, right. So it's sort of like, what did I invest in? And that's like how I want to frame the entire discussion of Kingdom Hearts 3. It is, mm-hmm. what am I investing in here? Yeah. In terms of like my time and shit, because I'm like, it's... The the story of the game is literally non-existent. There is not a story here. Like we mentioned last week, there is not a story here. 
And while I want to say because of the great gameplay, the great level design, the great art that somehow makes up for it, it truthfully doesn't when you get slapped in the face like this by an ending. Because all jokes aside, right? Well, it's really funny that none of this makes sense and we can just talk shit about it. Think about it like this. You spent 40 hours playing this game. You got invested in the characters. You even tried, you know, watching some YouTube videos, some Unravel YouTube videos to try and figure out what's going on. And this is the ending you get. Right. Like, where... Like, what and, does that mean for us? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, for me watching it, I was like, what did I, why did I spend like 60 bucks on this game and put in so much time if I literally cannot get a conclusion for it? Mm-hmm. So, but let's, let's, let's like move it back a little bit, right? Let's try to, uh, like frame this game in the timeline. So, where, where is it in the timeline? So, in the timeline of games, this is the first game and the last game in the timeline because of the fact <laughs> that in the ending, in the ending, you get killed. Everyone dies. Everyone dies in the ending. Like canon, everyone is killed by the big bad boss, right? Yeah. But because you have plot armor, because this is a shonen battle anime, you are able to recollect. You're able to go to um, some like immortal plane and bring everyone back to life. Not okay. never explained in the game, but. You somehow are also in the past at the same time. You're in the timeline of the mobile game. You somehow die, go to the timeline of the mobile game, and can save all of your friends. I truthfully don't understand it. Like, I I, I played the mobile game. I know the story of it. That's right. really not explained. Like, it's literally a fucking mini game where you just, like, wall jump and platform and run into copies of yourselves 113 times. And why 113 ah. times? Who knows? Who knows? It's a really weird number. To like make yourself like platform around in, but you do that and then um, you somehow go back in time. So this means now too, by the way, there is now a Legend of Zelda timeline split where everyone dies and everyone lives. So <laughs> this game was just broken. In the Kingdom Hearts series is now in two separate timelines. Okay. The timeline where the hero of light dies and the timeline where the hero of light lives. Right. Um. So, who is the Hero of Light? That would be people? Sora. That'd right. be the main character okay. of the game. So, like like I said, it's, the problem with like explaining this game is that with it's it's the story and it's the pacing that fucks itself over. Um because if you let's like so I'll take a sidestep and we'll talk about everything but the story and then we can go back to it. I can go yell about it some more. So, in terms of gameplay, this game is the exact opposite of what I feared it be. Because you, what is the game made by Team Ico? The people who made Shadow of the Colossus, the last something, right for um, yeah. PS4, right? Um, right yeah. And and Last Guardian, yes, Last, last Guardian. Guardian, and yeah. that was a game that, while it looked like a modern day game, it played sort of like a PS2 game in terms of how clunky the controls were. And yeah. I was worried Kingdom Hearts Three was going to be that, but. Right. It plays like a modern game. It, you know, they really were able to take the best parts of combat from the entire 10, year, 10 games, right? <laughs> and put it into one game. And yeah. in terms of that, I'm actually really happy with it because yeah. for the combat, we have about five or six different options. So obviously, you have just like ground attacks, aerial attacks, you have mobility in the air, mobility on the ground, you have these weird, um, like, limit attacks which basically are disney um attractions that you can mm-hmm. fight people with which is actually kind of fun and then you have just regular magic attacks like any like final fantasy game and you also have summons and the thing is 
all of those work well and they all have their own strengths and weaknesses that work with the game's combat system right so right. it's not like you need it's not like you you have to spam attacks in the air because that's really like the cheapest way to beat someone it's more of like you need to switch up your combat if you're playing on a harder difficulty to actually beat some of these bosses in the end of the game mm-hmm. and i appreciate that like while some people might not like the magic system and might prefer doing like say the weird disney attractions or summons versus like ground attacks and, and doing magic from a distance you can switch it up and you can still be successful in the game the game does not prioritize one for form of combat versus another which mm-hmm. is something that i really fuck with however the games i would say the game's combat system has the same problem dark souls does which is you can just kind of spam dodge and never get hit it's sort of like it's like a spam dodge, don't get hit, and then just like go in for an attack, and you can kind of cheese your way through all the bosses. Right. Which, which to be fair, I'm not against entirely, but mm-hmm. because so the game has like four difficulty modes, and you and this 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 strat is still viable on the hardest difficulty mode. And like I would understand, like say if you're playing on one of the lower difficulties, like yeah, make it combat easy and the such. But um, it sort of it lets you cheese your way through boss battles. And right. that's the only real complaint I would have with it. Because right. honestly, you don't really have to cheese your way through it. It's just sort of like, oh, well, my health's low. Guess I'll just spam dodge for a bit and watch Donald Duck scream and not heal me because Donald never heals. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So so, so the, so the Disney tie-in, when you let's speak like, mm-hmm. like uh, Disney, uh, theoretically, this should be like, you know, a huge deal because you know, like Disney and Square Enix have been collaborating uh, on this series for however long it's been going on. Like, how do you feel about about the Disney aspects of uh, of, of Kingdom Hearts? Like, like, do you care? Is it is it relevant? So, uh, I think it is relevant in terms of it's the only reason this game has any sort of vibrancy to it. <laughs> because there are no original worlds in this one outside of like Twilight Town, which is literally two like it's just one like street you can walk down and that is it so his previous games had final fantasy characters and they had their own original worlds this game has none of those um the only final fantasy characters we get right are the fake final fantasy characters in the made-up game that's somehow tied to the secret ending which we don't need to get back to now but that's the only final fantasy characters you'll see in this game so it's really held up by the disney worlds and for me i think the disney worlds are great except for the fact that they lean a little too much on the movie because there's like a frozen world and instead of it being like its own original story taking place in frozen like there's five minutes of a in-game rendered let it go scene which Spoon. mind you i don't know why they spent their development budget like rendering like scene frame for frame let it go without just like you know taking the clip from the movie because there's no changes to it except for the fact that i got a couple frame frame rate drops because this games will not optimize well <laughs> <laughs> so i got let it go i got let it go at frame stuttering which is great i guess let it go, um. <laughs> let it go. yeah like I, I think they're like contractually obligated to have those in there right like those are like part of the deal with with disney's that you have to put in uh like scenes from their latest movies or whatever you yeah, know that uh, that's probably fair and that's likely yeah. why it's just strange to me so yeah. the disney world shine when it's like toy story monsters inc uh big hero six because those yeah. ones are all original stories taking place after the movie 
And they did a good job writing their own original scenarios and like really creating those worlds and getting you with the characters for Mm -hmm. say the Tangled world, um, the Frozen one and the Pirates of the Caribbean world. Those ones, because they're riding on the coattails of the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, it doesn't make as much sense because there's a lot of like storylines that that are implied to happen during the movie that happen off screen in the game. So like for right. Pirates of the Caribbean, I never saw the Pirates of the Caribbean movie that the that the world in Kingdom Hearts is based off of. Yeah. So I literally had no clues what was going on the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Pirates of the Caribbean world specifically, they copied the ship combat from Assassin's Creed Four. And um, I hated Assassin's Creed 4. And that world was terrible. (laughs) And at the same time, Microsoft had a outage of Xbox Live while I was playing through the Pirates of the Caribbean world. And I got thrown out of the game and I lost my save progress for that whole entire world. So I had to redo it. (laughs) So I had to do it twice. I had to do all that shitty ship combat twice. Um, I was not a very happy kepper playing the Pirates of the Caribbean world. However, it looks amazing, and the like the art direction of making like the actual people's faces and such was really yeah. good. But yeah. I think on a whole, the Disney worlds are probably the strongest strengths because also there's no original game plot that happens in a Disney world. Which, while it is a negative for the pacing of the game, the fact I didn't have to, I, I kind of forgot that Kingdom Hearts is a story that doesn't make sense until I beat the last Disney world because they keep all that stuff away from you while you're playing through them. So that's that's weird yeah. to me. Like no main really game plot happens in a Disney World. You will get like little cutscenes in between worlds of like, oh, here's what's happening in the story. But while you're playing it, it does not progress the story at all of the actual series. So essentially, this is this is a series of Disney themed mini games, like like mini worlds with mini games in them where you fight. Uh, enemies that are themed according to Disney. No, so you don't uh, you don't fight enemies that are themed according to them. They actually took that out because originally you were actually fighting the actual bosses of the Disney stories. Like if it was right. a, um, like Hercules, you'd be fighting Hades. Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts 3, you're actually battling original bosses that they made. And so, right. like I said, the Disney worlds in terms of level design and combat are great. Minus Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, fuck ship combat and video games. <laughs> but um, that's just a personal preference. I just I can't do it. But so, like I said, it's it's honestly, it is up until the last 30% of the game that shit goes off the wall. Up until then, it's actually really great and it's a fun time. Um, the There's even like a... To travel to worlds, you go you go through spaceships, right? And they have like this really fun spaceship combat, you know, set of levels. You can just yeah. kind of explore the actual like... There's four maps. You explore them all. The worlds are located in those maps. And there's like mini missions to do. There's boss battles to do. There's secret bosses in there. And there's like places you can explore in your ship. And yeah. a ship combat, really great. The upgrade system for the ship, really great. You can make like a dog sitting on your ship out of just random blocks because why not? You can make your ship look like a pancake because why not? And that's like really great. But outside of that, right, it's... I, I can't say the combat's bad. I can't say the level design's bad because it's not. I can't say that like the art style is bad because all of that is really good. If we were just if we were meriting Kingdom Hearts three on its technical achievements alone and how it played, it would be an amazing yeah. game that I would say even if you don't like JRPGs that much, you should probably pick up. However, yeah. we can't really do that, right? Like that's yeah. like if you read the reviews of Polygon, the um the Waypoint review, review all yeah. of those reviews are like I feel like we're all the same sentiment, which is. If we ignore this game's story, this is a good game. However, yeah. it would be wrong to ignore the fact that this game has a horrible story. Right. So, so, so the so the waypoint review uh, compared it to like it's it's like if Halo Three uh, tripped over Fantasia two thousand and Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, 
and tried to sort the pieces out as Master Chief and Cortana fell into a bottomless pit. Uh, uh, it is like if Metal Gear Solid 4 stuck the landing, uh, it's like the longest fan fiction you've ever read <laughs> came to life and decided to have Passover dinner with you. Uh, so like that, like that code there, uh, uh, it is, it is trying to like, like, like felt like the story is like this weird like combination of Disney and Final Fantasy and it doesn't make sense. Well it's the thing too, there's no more Final Fantasy in it. They actually they took right, out right. for this game they took out all the Final Fantasy. So now it's this game is its own original characters weighing on it, and I think that's the problem. Because um this game also has another problem, which is that they hired the same people to voice the same character multiple like different characters. Right. So there are two main characters voiced by the same person. Um, two of the female characters are voiced by the same person. Um, they one in like the Disney worlds. Two of the other same people are voiced by the same person. One of the bosses you battle, who's an antagonist in the game, has the same voice actor as the main character. And like to be fair, they're probably like they they do a good job at it, but it's like it just doesn't feel right because you can tell you can tell that this is the same person and they're like having a conversation with each other. And I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know square. This game's a big budget enough. You can hire more voice actors. It's, it's such a, it's such a weird mess. And at the very least though, I would say that this game in terms of like how it throws you into the action and how it Mm -hmm. starts off is probably the best Square Enix has ever done in any of their games. Yeah. Because this game starts off, it's like, oh, here's the intro music video. Here's like a quick recap. Now let's ask you the question. Have you played a Kingdom Hearts game before? And you can be like, yes. And they'll be like, cool. Here's a little boss battle. We'll show you some of the basics. And afterwards, it's like, do you need a tutorial? And there's three levels. There's I'm good. I don't need one. There's I'll need a little bit of help and show me all the ropes. So (laughs) this is the first Kingdom Hearts game to have an optional tutorial. Um, I think Final Fantasy, probably out of the Final Fantasy games too that Square has made, this is the first one that has an optional tutorial. And I think because of that, the game is far easier to get into because of previous Kingdom Hearts games, it would be an hour of tutorial. But the problem is you can't really skip through it because that hour is also giving you narrative. Right. And in this game, they made it completely separate, which I think is the most clever way to do it. However, they do troll you at the beginning because they're like, oh, the intro scene happens, you go to the tutorial, and then it's like, okay, this is Kingdom Hearts 2.9 for the first world. <laughs> uh, and i was just like this is i don't i don't need that in my life right now that is not what i signed up for Nomura. but but in terms of the flow though it's you start off it's like okay we need to go beat the big bad like this is a conclusive story it makes that very clear at the beginning and then you go into the first world and your motivation for going to worlds this time is that you need to regain your strength because you got owned in the last game right. which is fair <laughs> which is like you know what I play enough video games that I've seen worse reasons for, you know, traveling around. I will, I accept this because at least it makes sense and it's clear. And so you go through Disney worlds and you get like a little bit of narrative. Everyone has a smartphone now. So you're FaceTiming each other and you know, you're, you're giving each other plot through it, which is fine. It like, it's good. And then the world designs varied enough, right? Like be just the fact that these Disney movies have their own art style and, (laughs) What Kingdom Hearts 3 does is that it changes how your characters look, like the main character looks, to fit the art style of the Disney movie, which I think is a really clever way of introducing different entire, like entirely different art styles of a video game. Because nothing ever looks out of place. 
It's sort of like how if you played Super Smash Brothers, right? While each character technically has like comes from its own game of its own art style, they use the lighting to sort of smooth it all out to make everyone kind of look consistent. Right. Even like the more realistic yeah. characters with the um the cartoony ones. And Kingdom Hearts 2 does a similar thing. So you go from world to world to world. You're doing all that. That's fine. You're getting a little bit of lore here and there. And then... So I would say you're probably about 26 hours into the game when you when you actually get to uh, where it goes off the walls. And up until this point, it is a good time. But once so once you beat the last Disney World, you now... and um. I'm going to probably start talking for a bit. And please, please stop me if you need an explanation for any of these story bits. Yeah. Okay. okay. So you beat the last Disney World and then you go, you shoot your Keyblade in the air and you're like, we don't know where to go where next. We beat all the worlds. And then you end up on your home planet where you find the Keyblade of a Keyblade wielder who's been trapped in the realm of darkness for the past 10 years. And it does, the game does not explain how that Keyblade got there. And you use that Keyblade to open the door to darkness to go to the realm of darkness so you can save her. But at the same time, the silver haired boy, which you saw in the secret ending, was also down there beginning owned apparently because his plot armor wore thin. So you go down there and you just beat them. And apparently you somehow get the power awaking by going to the realm of darkness although the entire game you've been told you don't have that power anymore and you're trying to find it and then once you save that person you then go to the castle that was actually in the game boy game of kingdom hearts but secretly has been another world this whole time but no one knew so you then turn that into the other world and then you save a boy who's also been in your heart since you were a kid and he's been sleeping in that castle but only in the hidden version of it and then he wakes up and then you battle the person who's voiced by the same character as the uh main protagonist and then once you guys do that you go back to the tower where every character meets each other and this one dude from kingdom hearts 2 is just pointing out how none of this plot makes sense which is really funny because it doesn't at that point because there's like a scene where he's like oh how do all of you know each other and more importantly (laughs) none of this makes sense he's like because um one of the characters from the DS game looks exactly the same, same character model as one of the people from the PSP game, but it turns out they're actually separate people. And they're just kind of like, we look like each other. And they're voiced by the same voice actor, of course. But in the game's lore, they're technically separate characters. But then after that, you then go to the Keyblade graveyard to have your final battle. So when you go there, you, you defeat a thousand like enemies, you have like this huge boss battle, and then that's where everyone dies. And when everyone dies, right, at that point, you then go to the um, mobile timeline. And after that happens, you're now in a labyrinth where you have to battle every single boss from all the previous Kingdom Hearts games. So you just kind of do your own choose your own adventure of boss battles. And at the same time, every boss battle, once you beat the boss, you get a one minute conclusion to that character story. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where like the scene where some girl is like sad. Actually, I think we're recording then. So. There's like a scene where like there's a girl who's been sad and I was explained only in the DS game and now her resolution is in that one minute after you battle the boss with her. And <laughs> so, for example, all three people in the PSP game died technically in that PSP game. One was put to sleep, one got his heart stolen and the other girl is like sent to the realm of darkness. They have a one minute reunion and then the game's like, okay, we solved this storyline. Let's go to the next one. And the people from the DS game all get a one minute resolution and they move on to the next one. People from the Game Boy game one minute resolution then it moves on to the next one right and this is where you where i was starting to think to myself that's not how you write a story right that's not how you conclude a story right yeah that's because 
Nomura himself, in an interview, Nomura is the uh, director. He's a director, the character designer, and the story writer of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Jesus. He said, this game was hard to write because there's so many storylines. <laughs> and then, you know, and then no one ever raised the question of, what if you got a writing team and didn't write the story yourself? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> because at the same time, they do that that shitty trope of like, oh, we're going to steal a, a girl and make you make the man go and save her. And I think that the real tragedy at this point, up until this point of the game, are how all of the women identifying characters are written. Because they are just continuously becoming damsels in distresses yeah. for no reason. Like, the the person you save in the Robo Darkness, she's, like, technically, like, supposed to be a, like, super badass keyblade wielder who is a master and, like, holds her own shit. And for some reason in this game, she's just continuously getting her ass beaten with no exp- explanation as to why. And the same thing for the um, the love interest of the main character. She is literally killed right after you battle all those bosses for no reason. It's only, it's just to make the, the, the men in the game angry. And like Nomura himself has said in interviews, he doesn't know to write female characters. So you know, he you know what he does. He he just he just kills them off instead of hiring a fucking female staff to help him write it, which is <laughs> which is the the problem, right? The problem here is that I'm just I don't know the, this story. This story makes as much sense to me as it does to you at this point. I am just I am I am. I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but like I feel like this ramblingness is sort of like the only way you can talk about this game since there's no structure to it. Right. So, Ace, did you have mm-hmm. any questions uh, regarding the the lore? Uh, because I I still don't know what the darkness is. Oh, uh, so okay, so the darkness <laughs> is nothing. The darkness is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It, it literally, the game's like, oh, we have to fight off the darkness, and only light can fight the darkness, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness. But that doesn't mean anything. That's the problem. Nothing means anything because it's never been explained, and it's we're just told to accept these concepts like blindly. And I don't know if that's true. Like I don't know if that's how you should do it. So actually. So, so yeah, Ace, do you have any questions about any of Kingdom Hearts 3? So we 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 don't even know where to start with questions, but the one thing that we can like this is just more of a statement, but it really feels like like what you've just described to us is a series of games with a plot strung together to keep people interested in what is mostly going to be, hey, look at this cool other thing we put in it. Um, like like all of the Disney worlds and everyone getting incredibly hype about Toy Story. And then now the secret ending is The World Ends With You is going to be in whatever next thing. And like, it... It feels like the fact that the story is nonsense and everyone is trying to just piece it together is kind of intentional, and that's not a good thing. It's just, this is how they keep people interested in Kingdom Hearts, so they can throw in the next one, and people will come to it either for whatever favorite like game, like The World Ends With You, or for their favorite Disney thing, or 
to try to understand the story and hope that there's like some amount of plot resolution anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. That is it. So my most my most spiciest and hottest take about Kingdom Hearts is that any Kingdom Hearts game post one is actually just a ploy for Disney to assert their market market dominance in video yeah, games. That, that so sounds right. It's basically this point, the story is not to serve a narrative, but rather to serve profit margins and sales. Mm-hmm. That is literally, they need a container to wrap giving people bite size and nostalgic trips to Disney worlds that they can pay $60 every couple of years for. And Square Enix just needs a cash cow because Final Fantasy is uh, been trash since ten. Don't at me, nerds. <laughs> That's all. Don't don't at me. Final Fantasy ten was the last good Final Fantasy game. <laughs> and it's like they stretched an ARG over like how long have these games been around? Two thousand one. Okay, eighteen so years, almost twenty it, years of this. Yeah, uh, almost two decades of it, like stretching an ARG. That that just like is there to market Disney things and also Squeenix things. But the 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 strangest part about it though is that like when you when you think about Kingdom Hearts itself, Kingdom Hearts three, and if we take it like you know at face value, is isn't it what we want video games to be? Right? It's sixty dollars. They're up. The pre order bonuses were a poster. That was literally it. You pre-order the game, they give you a poster. And there are no microtransactions in this game. There are no loot boxes in this game. So it's strange to me because Disney should have monetized the hell out of it, right? No, but they didn't. Because this is essentially product placement for Disney. Uh, Right. It's if Disney had thrown in loot boxes and every like every scam that they could out of it basically then that combined with people paying sixty dollars for fuck all of a story would have pissed people off i like we're already seeing that people are like you are are at the point of absolutely being fed up with with kingdom hearts as a franchise it feels like like maybe they're not they're not gonna risk that too hard and kingdom hearts sells as it is no that's that's fair. I'm although to I guess I guess it's the difference, right? If this was if Square Enix was making any other game, they probably would have thrown loot boxes and such yes, in them. Probably. But I think yeah. Disney Disney likely just because now that I'm thinking about it with um Battlefront two, right? Disney probably doesn't want any of their properties that have loot boxes associated with it after that mess. Yeah. So, oh god, yeah. So Disney's probably just like, nah. Because the Square Enix will throw loot boxes and things. No, like the mobile, the mobile game yeah. is banned in Belgium because of how bad the loot boxes are. <laughs> the mobile Kingdom Hearts game, you cannot play <laughs> yeah, that in that Belgium right now. So yeah, uh, but just... a main franchise Kingdom Hearts game that is officially Kingdom Hearts three, the uh, what seventh game in the series? Eleventh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Do you want me to list all the um, names? I know all the names off the top of my head. We have oh God. Kingdom Hearts One, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts Two, Kingdom Hearts One Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts Three Eight Five over Two Days, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts Coded, Kingdom Hearts Recoded, Kingdom Hearts Unchained, Kingdom Hearts Unchained UX, Kingdom Hearts UX Unchained Mobile Edition, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> V Cast, um, Kingdom Hearts One Point Five. 
or 1.8 Final Mix HD Remake, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 HD Remake, Kingdom Hearts 2.9, 1.5 plus 2.5 HD Remake for PS4, and Kingdom Hearts (laughs) 0.02 Back Cover, and Kingdom Hearts Back Cover. We're concerned that we somehow managed to miss the one Kingdom Hearts game that we have actually seen significant amount of material of. Oh my! Which is Birth by Sleep. I missed it. Did I? I didn't even say it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wait, there's another one. Oh, my bad. That's... My bad. There's another one I missed too. Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance for yeah, the I'm 3DS. Looking at the list. I'm looking at the list on uh, Wikipedia, uh, and Wikipedia has a handy timeline of release years, which is which is very handy. Uh, Oh, um, I just, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. And, you know, I, this is, so I'm actually glad though, that this game came out because it is now shown to me. I think we now have objective proof that video game, that stories in video games actually matter. That if you have a nonsensical <laughs> story past yeah. a certain point, people no longer become interested, even with good right. gameplay. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think this was demonstrated also with, with Metal Gear Solid, uh, what happened with, uh, with, the, with the story in Metal Gear Solid 5 is that people just realized like, it's the, the appeal of the weird Kojima writing style uh, or whatever uh, sort of wore off by that point. And it, whatever right. was left was just, it's not great. People got fed up with basically, wow, this story is back at batshit and, and, and just not what what the fuck is going on and we're like oh what the fuck is going on can we like maybe you know have something coherent here you know exactly um, yeah it's like same thing of like halo and destiny what are other game series so, that have been ruined by like bad stories oh uh, um hmm. honestly hmm. okay uh what we can say the inverse with warframe feels like it's actually like come together more with the story in some ways Mm. it also has some really bad story quests in that like in other ways uh but but it's actually been interesting to come back to this game because it's this free-to-play mmoe grindy thing and we came back to it after a couple years and there's like a significant amount of story and like no shit about what the the warframes are and everything and it's actually like kind of nice that's mm. been interesting um one thing we were going to ask about kingdom hearts 3 is with that secret ending so like what is the process to actually finding that information out because if it, 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 <laughs> oh god oh no <laughs> what have we other- great question <laughs> great question so oh, no. so um it depends on what difficulty you're playing with so if, if oh, you're no. if you're on the hardest difficulty you have to use your 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 gummy phones um built-in camera and take 30 pictures of mickey mouse emblems throughout all of the worlds in the game Okay, the lower the difficulty sure. goes, the more requirements there are. I think standard, you have to what? take pictures of all 90 of the Mickey Mouse emblems in the game to unlock the secret ending. Um, and then beginner, I think you have to complete all mini games. You have to complete every 100% the entire game to get the secret ending. <laughs> what? Okay, so the harder it is, the harder the difficulty you play the on. The secret ending is fine. Okay, okay. Huh. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, that's been that? I, the thing about this is like I'm just used to it with Square Enix games that normally like the you know the harder you play it on the easier it is to unlock bonus content. But I do right. understand for people who don't play JRPGs like this, it probably doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, it's it's it makes a certain amount of sense to us. It's just something that's a concept that has never like it's not something we've seen in a video game before. No, that's that's for- entirely fair. Right. So huh. so like like difficulty level wise is is it like is it, did which difficulty level did he play on? I played it on the second to hardest mode because okay. so there's technically older games used to have a critical mode but now it goes from beginner standard proud. But on proud mode you can turn a modifier on that locks you at level 1 for the entire game. Ooh. So you gain huh. no experience and you'd have to manually um craft materials to upgrade your character. Which huh. I do not care about Kingdom Hearts enough to play it that way. <laughs> I, I, I could not care less to, because I no longer. The only game I'll grind is Destiny, and that's because I've, I've been trapped into in, in in that game. I don't need to grind any other games. Right. So with 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 that, so I played I played on Proud, and in terms of difficulty, um, I would say this is where I want it to be. Because there were a couple bosses that kicked my ass a couple times where it might have been a little too easy, but I think I have to mix right. Um, because I know some some people might be like, "Oh no, it's too easy. We need a hardcore mode for real gamers." But like, I don't really care at this point. <laughs> and then we, you could also buy items that'll like revive you once once you die, which I think is right. actually helpful. Yeah. Um. Some some people who are purists might get mad at that, but whatever. Like, eh, go back to Dark Souls, I guess. It's like Devil May Cry fans. Oof. You know, speaking about Devil May Cry, I played Devil May Cry four for the first time, and like, uh-huh. I don't get it. But is and 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 like is Devil May Cry a series like Kingdom Hearts where I need to do everything to understand it? Um. So we've watched like a series of let's plays mm-hmm. of the of Devil May Cry, um, like one through uh four, yeah, four. Uh, and our take has been it just like doesn't actually have much of a story and is kind of mostly there for for slashing up demons there's like some main points about things with like dante and his dad and whatnot but it's not it didn't feel like there was actually that much like significant there and if you took the story away from the game and like put it in writing or something it would be like a short story that's um that said also uh since devil may cry came up we 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 have our um our hot take of of please at us uh for being terrible but uh dmc devil may cry is the the most fun devil may cry game we've played that's a really hot take because i've heard that (laughs) it it is it was very different uh from the other yes. Devil May Cry yes. games. It's very different from the other Devil May Cry games, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, since we're, so, since we're doing hot takes here, um, let's see, what's, what's another, what's some more hot takes, especially about JRPGs? I would say um, Final Fantasy fifteen was only good once you gave Square Enix $100 more for DLC for them to fix the game. <laughs> That's fair. Also, Prompto should be a trans lesbian. Uh, Rompto with Prompto. Uh, Rompto with Prompto. Uh, hashtag synergy. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so, yeah, like my thing is like to the the director of Kingdom Hearts, just get back on topic of that, has said yeah, more sorry. of the game's original lore is going to be put into the free to play mobile game now. 
Like hmm. story progressions pa- post three will be mainly hmm. done through the mobile game until another Kingdom Hearts game comes out. But hmm. playing that game, it is so grindy. Like they gate so much of the story stuff hmm. past free to play elements that are absolute trash. Like I try playing it, and then I'm like, this is kind of fun, but I don't want to spend money on what on, on like a loot box to get a better Keyblade. It's, and now the the entire like there's no microtransactions in Kingdom Hearts three thing makes even more sense. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's a. Hmm. Yeah. It's um. That's some decisions. Yeah. It's 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 a real bad time because. For, I feel I honestly I feel the worst off for people who like. There are people who have like Kingdom Hearts tattoos and stuff, right? And like so invested in it. I'm invested mm-hmm. in it as a this is a game I grew up with and I needed like for my soul to play through this game and just have it, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 and then I can be I can like finally grow up and get over and get done with this and move on with my life. But there are folks who yeah. are like I genuinely love JRPGs. And I feel like for those people they're just being getting disrespected by Square Enix recently. PS well, Final Fantasy uh. 14 has turned itself around and is now a great MMO. What what else do you have? The only time Square makes games that are like great are A if they're publishing it and they're not in-house, or B, if they're the um one-off, you know, Nintendo handheld Octopath Traveler style games. Mm-hmm. Everything else is always compromised or ruined by shitty business models. And it's the same thing Kojima's right. doing, right? Or not Kojima, but Konami's doing with like turning Metal Gear into a Pachinko series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, it's, this is not just a, crit- a critique of JRPGs and like Japanese companies because uh, three, Bungie's doing the same with Destiny. Um, 343 turned Halo into uh, loot boxes, the game. Uh, Activision Blizzard is Activision Blizzard, and EA can <laughs> go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I think while, while this is like more of like a broader trend in the industry, I still think it's. It's done the worst in series that people really love just because the companies will know they'll be able to get away with it. And yeah, definitely. And then you just have people who just become uninterested in games and, you know, the alt and like the wider sphere of things just because the games they want to play are purposely being, you know, ruined. Because I don't I don't think that Kingdom Hearts three had to be this way. I don't think that they had to give you a story at 100 miles per hour, give you an epilogue that doesn't make sense, give you a secret ending that doesn't make sense just because they want to sell more games. They could have done a conclusive ending and been like, well, if there's more, we'll do more. And that's yeah. it. It, yeah. it could have been like how Halo 3 ended. Halo 3 ended. The story's over. You're kind of adrift in space sleeping, so it leaves the door open, so there can be more. But in terms of the main story, all the plot lines have been resolved. Everyone's right. good. <laughs> and then, of course, 343 turned it into a dumpster fire. The next Halo games, we can forget about that. But... um. Instead, you get this super weird mess. And to be fair, right, you can do weird storylines like that are JRPGs. Near Automata, beautiful, like beautiful game, and it's done well. And the story is good there. And it's also like all all sorts of strange, right? Yeah, but, yeah it's strange. But it's it's the good kind of strange because it's like thoughtful story writing. Same thing with what was that? What's a studio? What is a studio that makes no more no more heroes? Those those I mean, lines of games. It's um it's the dude he wears the uh, the mask on his face. He wears the like, Yeah, is it him? Is it the one who wears like the uh, the dead ho- the dead mouse looking mask but probably a little less transphobic? Uh Yokotaro is is, yeah. is the near is the near Is that, is that the near uh, dude who wears the mask? Yeah, yeah. So wait, did he Yeah, he wears the giant like like entirely circular mask. Okay, so that's yeah. that's the near 
person. That's so. Yeah, what's yeah, the studio? The okay, so what's the studio that does um, No More Heroes? Uh, it is. Uh, s- it's Suda Fifty One. Yeah, Suda Fifty One. Ah, yeah. So they make games that are great, but it's just I don't know. The I, I feel like Square Enix is particularly Square Enix is probably like just as bad as Activision Blizzard when it comes to like making games that are compromised. Yeah, and when you when you have like limits placed on them by someone like Disney, you you end up with this weird mess of a game. I I think this I think this whole problem is that is is this is Nomura is doing the writing i think he needs to take some more writing classes because i feel like what happened was he took one one one-on-one level writing class and then decided he can write uh, a complex narrative well uh, well the thing is he like he had his hands in the story of final fantasy 7 and i feel yeah. like because final fantasy 7 became such a classic in terms yeah. of people's eyes people yeah. like automatically assume that means that he knows his shit in terms of writing game stories right, in general right, because right. oh okay since we're dropping spicy takes here's the spicy <laughs> take okay. Final Fantasy VII was a fluke and not actually an indication of what a great JRPG should be. Final Fantasy VII Ooh. was good by accident, and I don't think it was thoughtful that thoughtful like game design that made Final Fantasy a great game in terms of the development side, in terms of like the the head of production side. Because while I do think that the technical achievements made by the actual developers working on it were amazing, they should be commended for it. Um, everyone knows that Final Fantasy IX was an infinitely better game than Seven. That is that is my hot take, and um, <laughs> if you hear that in the distance, that is the sound of many people blocking me on Mastodon collectively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know enough about Final Fantasy to to just like know if it's uh, how hot of a take it is. But uh, yes, yeah, same. Well, okay, so, so I guess in like so Final oh, Fantasy Seven is uh, the one of Sephiroth and Cloud oh, and okay. and Aerith, one winged angel. Final Fantasy Seven is one winged angel. Oh, that, that, okay, there you okay, go. Okay. That's that's all you need to know. Okay. And as we said before, Dancing Mad, way better song than One Winged Angel. <laughs> Although, actually, music. Okay. So let's... Actually, I do want to shift to music because yeah. the Kingdom Hearts series as a whole actually has really fucking great music. Like, this is an objective right. fact. Every in- iteration in the series has amazing music. And more importantly, like, the main menu for the game is technically the same song, but has been arranged through... It gets arranged differently for each iteration. And the main composer, um, Yoko Shimura for yeah. for Kingdom Hearts is mm-hmm. genuinely a great musician. Right. And this game should be commended for how well the score is. Right. Uh I wanted to ask about uh the music. Like is Utada Hikaru like is there a Utada Hikaru song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that she co wrote with Skrillex, which is actually pretty good. <laughs> Skrillex. It's, it's one of okay. Skrillex's good songs. Okay. Uh all right. So so this game uh Apparently, it was built using uh, Unreal Engine Four. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how do you like the visual effects? I like it when it's not dropping frames. So, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Three is has two graphics modes. You have a default and a stable. The stable one is a lie because the thirty FPS frame crap is broken. If you switch it to be locked at thirty, it does not work. It will hover between twenty nine and thirty one with frame stutters <laughs> every frame. So huh. it feels like you're playing like a jittery mess. That's it's so much jank throughout all of it. It does not it's not smooth at all. <laughs> the 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 frame crap is just objectively broken and they need to fix that. Um yeah. the other option is to unlock the frame rate, which I would suggest you do unless you're on a base Xbox One. 
because <laughs> performance on a base Xbox One. But when you have it um, running unlocked, for the most part, on the One X, it hovers between 50 and 60 FPS. The PS4 yeah. Pro is bad on unlocked, but if you um, go into advanced options on the PS4 Pro menu and you, you know, you can force games to run at 1080p. <laughs> even though you're, you were using a PS4 Pro, if you do yeah. that, where you force it to run at 1080p and not output at 4K, then it'll be almost a near perfect 60 frames per second. Okay, which okay. no one should so have it, to do, mind you. So, so it is essentially pushing uh, the limits of, of what these consoles can do. Uh, I think it's more or less of optimization. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, th- there have been other uh, Unreal Four, Unreal Engine Four games. I think that probably run better. Uh, yeah yeah like you know like fortnite will do 4k at 60 um and fortnite's probably as complex as or even more so than like loading a world in kingdom hearts right and i I think it's more of a optimization issue just because of the fact that the frame cap's broken because if the 30 frame cap worked fine and then that unlock frame rate mode was there for you to Mm -hmm. use i'd be more okay with that but for the fact that it actually does not work that i think that the game's just not perfectly optimized right now because remember, this game originally was made with the same develop, um, engine as Final Fantasy 15. Right. And, then, and, Fantasy, and yeah. then Square realized that their in-house tools are shit. And so they moved to the Unreal Engine 4. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 is is is, uh, is is like a technical masterpiece in some ways because it is like really gorgeous, right? It looks it can look really amazing, but it is also like uh, extremely resource intensive. Uh, and the PC version is like pretty recent because of the high resolution textures and whatnot so yeah uh, actually i feel like this game would probably be i, I want to see this on pc just because i, yeah, I feel like yeah. this since since it runs unlocked by default that means we know for a fact right that physics are not timed to frame rate right. so that means in theory you could put you can push this as high as you want to and the game should still work fine yeah like I, like uh i've seen some like gameplay footage uh, of this game there's a lot of visual effects uh like a lot of very busy visual effects and i would imagine that is probably a big problem with the performance uh because i would imagine that like pegs the cpu of the of the consoles and the consoles are actually pretty cpu starved at this point uh so well, I don't think it's CPU as much. Just yeah. I think it's more of, um, well, kind of CPU related, but I think it's more of loading in and streaming assets and such. Because right. when you do that, right, like you get usually get spikes right when something loads and then it fixes itself right away. Right. And then it right. goes back up, right? So it's not mm-hmm. the effects that I think they're doing it. I think it's just poor um, streaming of data for it. Mm-hmm. But still, it, it's it's kind of messy. And to be fair, I think, I think Square... Um, didn't fix the problem that some Unreal Engine 4 games have, right? Where it's it's kind of like the Fortnite problem where things look plasticky. Where, like, materials that look like just, like, they're made out of Play-Doh. Yeah. And this game has... A, just that a lot with Ark. Yeah. And this game has a couple of, of worlds where they were trying to go for that Disney look, but um, it ended up looking more like Claymation. So, uh, I'm looking at the sort of like the Wikipedia article for Kingdom Hearts 3, right? Uh, and the, there's the reception section and like the general score, like the aggregate score at Metacritic, uh, is the PS4 version is 86 and the Xbox One version at 79. But like, if that's a, that's generally a high score and it has generally been reviewed high, like with, with pretty good review scores, which, uh, which, which do you think that there's like a sort of like a, the distinction between critics 
uh, and, and the people who are really into Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, or Kingdom Hearts, uh, like, like critics may not be able to understand why this, like the story and like the, the lack of a lack of a good conclusion uh, is actually bad. And I'm more impressed by the, the, the visual effects uh, than anything else. So, um, it, I'm going by Kotaku's article um, written yeah. by Maddie Myers. Is that her name? I will find, I'll link it in the show notes. But um, from her article talking about Kingdom Hearts 3, she said mm. that right before the night, the day before the embargo dropped, everyone got the review codes at 11 p.m. that night. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at reviews, just take that into consideration right, that right, most right. day one reviews yeah. were written with the the writers not having the code for a full 24 hours. Assuming that Kotaku, that everyone got their um, review codes at the same time as Kotaku. Um, so right, if we're just going to assume, I'm assuming that to be the case because I don't think Square Enix would give different outlets review codes at different times. No, I don't think that's the, yeah. That's, I don't think so if they got at 11 p.m. the night before and most reviews were written day one and the game 26 hours in is when you get to the final, when you get to the last chapter or any of the mm-hmm. actual narratives being pushed. Yeah. So I feel like most reviews were written, but before the game was beaten, yeah. I think that people who have beaten the game and people who have played 80% of the game have different impressions of it just because of how disappointing that last 20% is. Right. So, and also, yeah, there's also the thing about review scores being just number and like, uh, like some of the, like the, the, the game, game spot, uh, reviewer said that like the story wrapped up in an incredibly unfulfilling way i mean that that was like that's that's true but it, it also they had they also gave the game uh eight out of ten and i think like if i were like if if i were to write a review of kingdom hearts 3 and i would put a review score on it i would i would not like it would be like a, a six out of ten game because like it would be like the story is so bad uh, that it is, it drops two points. But I, that's the problem with, I think, review scores in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't agree with most of the reviews. I don't agree with their scores just because I think that, um, they're either A, people who are willing to forgive the lack of a story, or B, people who never got to the story right. and, or got to the end part of it. Or I guess see folks who just don't care about stories and games, right? And are willing to, to to raise it more on technical merit and gameplay alone, which right. to be fair is understandable. Like I'm not going to say it's, that's a, a invalid way to look at it, but just for me yeah. personally, mm-hmm. I've I, I I've been disrespected by no time to explain enough times to know that um, <laughs> I need I need some substance in our in my stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so what else? What else is there to say? Uh, I would say that um, Square Enix needs to stop announcing games too early because this <laughs> game was announced at E3 2013, so six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Square Enix has always had a problem with announcing uh, games way too early. Oh no, it was uh, announced in 2012, mind you. Oh yeah, 2012. Um, this is back when Nomura was still heading up Final Fantasy 15 before he got the boot from there. Um, I. I also I also feel like and here's here's my super hot take. My super hot take is that uh Kingdom Hearts needs to stop queer baiting their characters. Ooh. Okay, okay, explain. Because the silver haired yeah. boy from the um from the secret ending and the spiky haired boy it is implied heavily in the games that they have a queer relationship. And I right. don't I don't think that it's just like, oh accidental we're like best friends and stuff. It's like there are more scenes of them being affectionate towards each other than the actual love interest you know like the 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 girl who ends up getting killed right and the main right. character himself 
And I feel like that's intentional queer baiting just because of the fact that they've like cried in each other's arms multiple times throughout the series. And you, you get mm-hmm. the, you get the impression that like, it's like, I don't, I guess like, I can't exactly be like, Oh, this is definitive queer baiting, but it just feels like it. Right. It feels like yeah. these two characters are heavily implied to be romantically involved with each other, even though the game like officially keeps saying no, but like their lines in dialogue and their other actions are saying otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even if it's, it's not definitive or not intentional, if that's the closest thing the game has to any kind of queer characters, which we're kind of guessing it is, but uh, you could probably speak more on that. But like, if, if that's the case and that's the closest thing you have to any queer characters, then it's especially shitty because it's not even don't like, uh, it's hard to put words to that, but, but like, you get the feeling though, right? You like, you at least, yeah. If y'all understand, and hopefully I feel like our audience would, because this, this is one of those things, especially with like queer baiting specifically, that is hard yeah. to put into words mm-hmm. just because of how situational it is and how uh-huh. like impressional it is. Because you have to ba- you have to base off like playing the game itself to get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although, um, another thing is that uh, there might be a Switch version of this game because why not? Why not? Which I mean, they're like, they're like Nomura's in an interview. He's like, we make a Switch version because YOLO. And then, you know, we might do DLC too because YOLO. And it's like, I don't, uh, monetization. Would, if, if DLC came out for this game and it had no. more story content, would you buy it? No. Nope. I'm done. I, I, <laughs> I have not purchased the DLC yet for Final Fantasy 15 because while I heard the Royal Editions are a really great time, I like, you know what? I gave these games a shot and, Truthfully, what am I going to do? Spend 30 bucks for another episode? Or I can pick up an indie game from like Chucklefish about being a witch, you know? Whenever that comes out, I can do that instead. I don't need to, you know, give these AAA studios more money. I can go play an indie game and probably have a better time and more importantly, have a story that was thoughtfully written. Right. Uh, Like like JRPGs, I think uh, we need to stop like holding Square Enix to, to, to sort of like their like their traditional uh jrpg roots and just just move on from them as as like a as like a bastion of of jrpgs right like uh like clearly they're not uh anymore uh so yeah and it's just like so there's there's another um another great detail here like in one interview nomura said he wanted tangle because he thought having players whip around her hair would be a great gameplay tactic which is a really weird reason for picking like rapunzel to be in the game mm, that sounds that sounds mm, no yeah that sounds as problematic as i'm trying to like push it to be uh, that sounds a bit strange uh, sorry, sorry i'm just used to like most of my life since i played a lot of square games growing up i'm just used to um the men at square enix not knowing how to write female characters and it being like super sexist and super misogynist like just disgustingly bad in terms of how they all get treated because mm-hmm. like if we go back to final phase seven Aerith was only killed as a plot device to make cloud angry like every time someone's like final phase seven is a great story i cried when Aerith died it's like you realize Sephiroth killed her just to make you mad they put her in a fridge and like, I don't know, it's 2019. I feel like I'm going to hold games up to higher standards than that. Yeah. 
definitely like like this, like this those weird like JRPG story beats are like not uh they they're not like the the bad ones are especially bad now like they feel like dated and like it feels like Square Enix writing uh is is kind of dated like Octopath Traveler uh you mentioned is also a Square Enix game as you mentioned uh but I've heard like that the story is slightly better like it's, uh like it is it is more well written uh, than the other ones. And it actually has multiple writers, which which is good. Uh, but, uh, so, as it stands, as a person who plays JRPGs, uh, what would you recommend to someone uh, who wants to get into JRPGs, like, right now? Like, as an example. Truthfully, I would say the best place to start with a JRPG is going to be Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2. Not because I think they're the best example, but mm-hmm. because I think it's going to give you the most wide range of what this genre is about. Uh, okay. Final Fantasy X, you are going to get the worst parts of all JRPGs, which are the upgrade system. Because Final Fantasy X <laughs> is objectively the worst upgrade system of any JRPG I've ever played. Yeah. We are going to get all of the spiky-haired anime boy tropes in the story. <laughs> but... Final Fantasy X also has a fulfilling ending, unlike some other games that have recently came out. <laughs> so, so, you, so you're saying that Final Fantasy X, a game released in uh, 2002, yeah. released same year as Kingdom Hearts One, I believe. So, are there no newer titles that that like that you think are like like Octopath well, so Traveler? If you if you want like so if you have a, if you have a 3ds, I would say Final Fantasy yeah. X piece. Final Fantasy X is the most widely available, mm-hmm. but um, if you have a 3ds, Bravely Default. Um, if you want just a genuinely great JRPG experience, go for Bravely Default and its sequel. Right. Uh, so, like, let's say uh, I, I don't have a DS, but I do have a Switch. Uh, Octopath Traveler, then. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not like a wide overview. It's right. It's not a genre piece, right, of the entire right, genre, right. but it's like a good entry in that genre. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So that that that's that's my. I, I don't have any more questions. Uh, Ace, if you have if, any questions or. Suggestions or comments? Um, uh, we don't really think we. All all I know is that at the end of the day, I'm not disappointed with this game because you know I did spoil the shit out of myself on the ending beforehand. Right. Um, like I knew what I was getting into, and to be fair, I had fun playing it. So while while I got slapped in the face as I was taking a disc out of my Xbox, I still, <laughs> I still, it was not a regrettable experience. I just, however, am done with the series now. Um. Yeah. Like my my 2019 games priority is more games that actually have stories that are carefully written, like more more games like with stories like say Life is Strange or um, what's another great game recently that I played a really good story, like hell even the Forza Horizon games are probably a better story than all of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> of and those are racing games where the whole point is for you to go fast in a nice Lambo. <laughs> <sighs> So like uh like what like what else like I I think we've we've run the gamut of talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I think we- so. I I just I just want to say um I appreciate the both of you being here on this journey. Yeah, yeah. Um many podcast episodes were had around about Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And um if y'all ever have a game that you need to ramble about for an hour and put online, I am here for you. Oh my god, that means that's gotcha. this, this, this Assassin's Creed 
special episode. Is there going to be a Assassin's Creed special episode? Are you going to ramble about that? Uh, do, do you actually is- have a game series that like you've been waiting forever for a new entry in? And like, so what? Okay, what if a new Tribes game came out? Would we have the same kind of lead up to it, like Kingdom oh, Hearts? That sounds like. I mean, I, I would be excited, but the tribes has never been a game about like its story, right? It is it's just it's, it's it's like it's like Quake or like fair, like, fair. Okay, what it, what, if, what if a new tribes game came out, but you didn't slidey thing? That it wouldn't be a tribes game anymore. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's just not a tribes game anymore. That's just like the signature right aspect of right. tribes. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> but but would it be worth talking about for an hour because of the disappointment? Yeah, same way the Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so like I, I would been. I would talk about like tribes. Uh, tribes ascend uh, was was mm-hmm. like the game I really got. Like the first time I felt that like. Like first motion shooters, like this was a really good game. Like, uh, like the, the mechanically, it felt really good to play. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was our complete entry into the tribe yes, series, and yeah. it was it was so good. Yeah, like like the mechanically, like the, like the it just like the sense of movement in the world, uh, mm-hmm. like the way you move around is just uh, it's just so good. Like the the sense of mm-hmm. movement. I don't think I've been able to find a game where I'm able to move in that way uh, ever since. Uh, not yeah. even like Titanfall. Warframe. No, Titanfall has its st- like unique style of movement, but mm-hmm. it is not tribes. Like uh, like Titanfall's yeah. movement is uh, Titanfall movement is very what I would call like uh, sort of uh, surface oriented. Like you mm. attach to surfaces and then you move around to surfaces, like like wall climbing and like uh, walking walking uh, alongside the walls and stuff and uh, sliding and whatnot. Like. But tribes is more about moving, uh, like move more about speed and more about moving, uh, like trying to gain as much speed as you can, right? And trying to have a lot of vertical movement, like you try to get very high and then go back down, like try to gain speed, right? right? So uh, it's special in that uh, unique way, and it's, it's kind of unfortunate that the, the the franchise is essentially dead in the water. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, Warframe is like yeah. like has the movement system that that we feel like is is kind of almost close to mm-hmm. a tribes game, mm-hmm. but it's still very surface oriented yeah. and like it's it's very fast, but there's not a lot of sense of like gaining speed. Right. Um, in some senses, there's a lot of like basically adding upon doing jumps mm-hmm. and like all the ridiculous movement things that you can do in this game because right. like. You can do a dodge roll in the air, and that shoots you forward. Right, and then also, right, right. you can bullet jump with that mm-hmm. um, by crouching and jumping, yeah. and that's its own thing. And then also, you can slide on surfaces, but unfortunately, sliding does not it it it's not the same. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in tribes, there's a lot of like uh, like the movement is predicated on like uh, you trying to. Uh, Use also use your weapons in midair, which which is the big like big mm-hmm. thing, right? Like where oh, you yeah. try to try to calculate, like do math in your head, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, try to line up shots with enemies midair and trying to get those yep. midair yep. shots because they're all very projectile based. Yeah. Uh, remember having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is shooting you got like extra points if you shot someone down yeah. in the air. Yeah, uh, while you were also in the air. Yeah, so you get like a little little ding. Uh, and you get that little very satisfying uh, sound uh, when you hit those midair shots. Uh, yeah. Oh god, the sound effect with the with the spin fusers. Uh, like those, mm-hmm. they, they are. I think one of the like very fun to use weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Like I, I don't think there's an FPS. 
that exists right now that like really matches. Like I, I play a lot of FPS games and I play Overwatch and I enjoy Overwatch, but uh, it's uh, like it's not as it's not as good as uh, Tribe Sent was. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, <laughs> um, I don't. So I guess maybe just to wrap this all up, like yeah, my final score, um, numerical score. Oh man. Um, oh dear. Kingdom Hearts 3 gets six darknesses out of ten. And we still don't know what the darkness is. Well, never That's will. Good. It's like the darkness <laughs> in Destiny. Oh, what if Kingdom Hearts and Destiny have the same darkness? Oh, no. And that's an under-budget writing team that isn't staffed well enough. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. Uh. All right. So I guess time to uh, bring it all to a conclusion. Uh, so you can find me. Uh, my, I might talk about tribes again sometime. Uh, I'd like to talk about it every once in a while. Uh, at Static Safe, uh, at mastodon.zombacloud.com. And since Ace is our guest, Ace, you go for it first. Okay. Uh, uh, you can find us at, um, at Fidgetcetera on most things, including our Patreon and our Twitter, and at Fidgetcetera at sins.center on Mastodon. Um, and really most of our, our stuff, uh, is linked on our website, which is ac.eerie.garden. That's A-C-E-Y dot E-E-R-I-E dot garden. Um, and then, uh, also if you happen to be queer and want a subdomain of a site because you don't want to pay for like a, a domain, uh, feel free to just go to eerie.garden and like, uh, you know, pop us an email and we'd be happy to like give you a subdomain for hosting, like whatever shit you want. We can't really help you with hosting, but like there's GitHub pages and stuff that's free. So, uh, if, if you need help with hosting, uh, just, just like, uh, go to, there's the, I have an email address on sadiksafe.com. Just, just shoot me an email and I can help you with that, uh, with that aspect of it. So we got it covered. Uh, both aspects. Right on. Yeah. Hey, nice to. Uh, I'm Christian. <laughs> All right. So um, I am found online sometimes at chosefine at 10forward.social. Um, yeah. I would say find me on Patreon right now, but um, we're, that's still processing apparently. Oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got that email uh, yeah. from Patreon. Um, but yeah. One of our pledges is processed. I'm I'm 69% of the way there, which is a fun joke until, nice. I, need, nice. until I realized I could use that money. <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed and then I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um so yeah you can find me online at most places there um if you do want to send me hate mail about why final fantasy 7 is a bad game my email address is um contact contact at staticsafe.ca <laughs> i don't think that's a valid address it'll just bounce but, um, uh, i will you... create it as an address and i'll forward it to your email <laughs> just just email us uh contact at two shades of brown.com that will go to both of us so you know just just be nice. um, yeah and if uh if if you want to send me an email about how you really wanted a nice seo opportunity for your personal brand go fuck yourself <laughs> um, i've gotten I'm a lot done. of those recently um, excellent so thank you ace for being here with us uh and listening to chosa ramble on about uh the darkness uh so <laughs> <laughs> always happy to uh to hang out uh and uh with that goodbye bye bye